do do hello welcome back to show talk the place where i talk you talk and we talk about shows thank you for coming back to another episode episode three of the magicians so much has gone on and we are here to sit down together wherever you are to discuss exactly what we just saw and finally I had a moment where I was like, yay, they're just normal college students, because that's all I can think. But then, of course, things took a 180, and things would tell. Honestly, I've just decided that every episode we're going to get whiplashed in what exactly just went down, either if it's from Julia's point of view or from Quentin's point of view. Things are just constantly going to go down, and seeing as there's, like, what, 13? 13 episodes to go, you know, I might as well prepare myself, my heart, my mind, my soul. (laughs) But let's get into it with episode three, Consequences of Advanced Spellcasting. We get to learn a lot of new things about some of the main characters we learned about. We learn about Elliot, Penny, Alice, a little bit more, Quentin, Julia, of course, Margot, Katie, and so much more. And let's just start off with a quick recap of what happened in episode two. So what exactly did happen in episode two? I feel like it's it's been so long, I don't even remember. We know that the beast, he's real. He's come through. He's killed a bunch of people. Shocker. Uh, Dean Fogg is in critical condition or at the hospital. We know that Penny has been in contact with the Beast for who knows how long. And, you know, he's not our friend. He's he's not our friend. Julia, poor thing, has been recruited into the Hedge Witches. You know, she's doing her own thing. She's finding her own magic. And Quentin got to stay in school for another day. You know? lucky. I mean, when you just have a mission on top of your head that might mean that you die, might mean that you don't die, at least you get to stay alive for another semester. Props. (laughs) Accomplishments. But let's go on and see exactly what happened in this episode. Seems a little sidetracked compared to what happened in the first two episodes. So you can see that we are moving on pretty steadily into the season because um, there's a lot going on. If, if you aren't, if you were caught up in episode one, you just prepare for episode three because just everything. There's new things. We learn new things. We learn different parts of magic and and so much more. Each uh, main character gets to develop their magic a little bit more. We get to see more what are their properties, their focuses. And I just, let's just get right into it. Let's let's dive in. Let's see exactly what episode three, Consequences of Advanced Spellcasting, is really about. Now, we, like I said, we are able to develop each character a little bit more and what their actual magic capabilities become. So Dean Fogg is letting us know that we're sorting them out into who they are. Alice is, says that she's, uh, she can bend light, she can manipulate light into her own ways. So I guess she's part of the physical kids. Quentin is undetermined, so we can't. We don't actually know what he can do. He can do a couple magic tricks. He can summon things out of thin air, but it seems to only work in dire situations. Petty 
is a psychic, but maybe a little bit more because it seems like he's a traveler as well. And not just any traveler, it's, it's a rare thing. And it seems like it's also a life or death situation because for all you know, like Dean Fogg said, you can travel yourself into a volcano. And since he is one of the few, he's getting some one-on-one -on -one teaching on how to control it. And one thing to note though, is while he was meditating to get his psychic powers before he traveled, he heard someone scream, help me, help me, and then he ended up in Japan. So, who knows? Anytime uh, Penny hears a voice these days, it's it's not comforting. Uh, at least that's what I've gotten from him hearing the beast his entire life. So, who knows if we're going to be hearing this this female uh, later on in the season or later on in later episodes. But I can tell you now that uh, nothing good is probably coming from it. So can't wait but what else do we learn we learned that magic is a very real thing like we said in the last episode magic comes from pain but we also learned this episode that magic does not come cheaply and sometimes you need a group of people to accomplish it or it may cause negative detrimental effects to you you could die and honestly just those few words alone that magic does not come cheaply is what this episode is all about because we are focusing on Alice's brother Charlie and what actually happened to him since he disappeared from break bills and no one told Alice if he was alive or if he wasn't. Now I understand Alice is uh you know, really gunning for her brother back. That's all she wants. That's all she cares about is getting her brother back. But girl, are you trying to get us killed? We've only been here for three months. The semester is not even over. And she has the audacity to think that she wants to do the spell again. That spell that brought the beast from another world into the physical world and killed people. She wants to do it again just to see if her brother will pick up. Cra crazy, crazy white girl, stop it, stop it. And let's not bring Quentin along with the ride. But it seems like Quentin doesn't care because it looks like him and Alice are in a budding friendship that I regret to see. Uh, where he's just following her along with everything that she wants to do, whether it's good, dangerous, or bad. He's just that loyal, that loyal friend who, uh, who's going to be there for her, no matter the consequences, again. So, Alice decides to figure out what exactly happened to Charlie, and to do that, she has to get help from Margot. And I love seeing Margot. We haven't seen much about um, from her this season it's only episode three but we haven't seen much of her this season and it turns out that she's really good at gossip and if there's one thing you need to figure out Margot's your girl to help you with that and they go off on a little adventure to find the girl who had the last contact with Charlie on the day of his disappearance to see exactly what happened to him and it's actually pretty much a heartbreaking story because it turns out this poor poor sad child uh named emily fell in love with one of her professors 
because, you know, if that wasn't taboo already, he was married. And she felt that the only way she could get him to love her again was to do a very powerful magic to make herself look pretty again. Now, let this be a lesson learned to for whoever is listening. This show puts out a lot of messages, okay? Let's let's absorb what we've learned so far. Magic comes with a cost. Magic also equals pain. Physical magic to change who you are is gonna be bad. It's gonna be bad for everyone all around. And that's what that's what happened to poor Emily as she ended up disfigured by trying to make herself prettier. Okay? Okay? Love who you are. Love what you look like. You're beautiful. Boys and girls. Message of the story received. Now, Charlie, bless his soul, trying to protect Emily, tries to do some advanced spellcasting that he's obviously not prepared for because it seems that in the process of creating the spell to try to fix her, it overwhelms him and overpowers him to the fact that he gets absorbed by the magic itself. You can't say that he he died because he technically didn't, but he became what is known or what we learned to be a niffin. So a niffin is someone who's just overcome by magic, who's no longer a person, who's basically lost their human soul and is just magic themselves and just looking for magic themselves. It's a new concept we've found in the show. It's very interesting. I like what I what I'm hearing about it. I like the differences that magic can take. It can take a good side. It can take a bad side. And Charlie and his being that he is now is a representation of that bad side that magic can take. Speaking of the bad side that magic could take, did y'all think I forgot about Julian? No, she's been in my prayer since episode one. And we are still praying for her today too because she's still struggling, y'all. Because while Alice is over here looking to find out what happened to her brother with Margot, Quentin and Elliot are looking for a book that Katie had stolen in the last episode. Apparently, the Hedgewitches know about Breakbills, and Breakbills knows about the Hedgewitches too. It's just a fine line that they decide not to cross over. Breakbills obviously thinks that they're high and mighty above the Hedgewitches, and the Hedgewitches are kind of bottom feeders who just swallow up everything that they can get from Breakbills from their own inside sources, aka Katie. And, you know, they don't really have a really great relationship. So it must come to a surprise when Quentin finds Julia also hanging out with the Hedgewitches. And, of course, that that whole entire situation ends up very awkward because Quentin is mad at Julia for pursuing magic, even though he told her to move on with her life. Julia is over here mad because Quentin had never actually told Breakbills to give her another chance. And so she feels that Quentin, you know, abandoned her, which he kind of did. But in his defense, he had a lot going on. He almost died. Technically, I wouldn't want to be admitted right now either. The whole thing was very awkward to watch the entire time, too. And it, it just I felt bad, too, because just last episode, we were starting to understand where Julia was coming from. But here she is. She's lying to James about where she's going. And Marina's telling her she has to be all in. If you look at 
Julia's arm. She's getting more and more tattoos, um, showing off that she's increased her powers, which I don't know how James hasn't noticed that Julia's just slowly and slowly getting like five star tattoos up on her arm, unless it's camouflage somehow. Um, but she even goes on to almost tell James that she's a head witch and that magic exists and that she trusts him. And she, she backs out right at the last second and says that instead she's been going to AA meetings because she's addicted to Adderall. She's addicted to magic. I told y'all in episode one it was like a drug to her and we've c confirmed. This has just been confirmed that magic is a drug and it's, it's not doing her any wonders. But... The whole interaction between her and Q just it blows out of proportion. And you can tell that maybe they're not even friends anymore. Which is really sad because, you know, in the first episode they were so close. And now we're only in episode three. And it seems that magic has just put a dent in their relationship. A dent in their friendship. And I guess we're just going to have to see how they move on in their different parts of their world now. So again, prayers up for Julia for episode four. We'll see you then, girl. Hold strong uh, for as long as you can because it seems that she's just continuing down this path. Uh, whether anyone likes it or not, she's clearly not listening to Q. She's clearly listening to Marina. Marina's right in her ear telling her what to do. And the head twitches seem like, you know, where she wants to be, where her family is now. And I guess we're just going to have to accept that from here on out. I don't know if that's going to be a good thing. I don't know if that's going to be a bad thing, but I guess we'll see. Now going back to break bills and everything that's going on with Alice. Now that she's found out that her brother actually is still existing in some type of space, she believes that she can bring him back. Although a Niffin is not supposed to have a physical body, she believes that she can bring him back and that no one can tell her no. And as we've seen in the last couple episodes, Alice will do whatever it takes to bring her brother back, whether it's stupid, whether people die, even though they've done wrong things. I mean, her brother has killed about, almost killed two people in the last, like, 45 minutes of this episode, but she doesn't care because it's her family. And I've just accepted that, uh, when Alice decides to do bad things, Quentin is just going to be right behind her. And as Alice makes this makeshift spell that she thinks can bring her brother back, Quentin luckily does come back with a countermeasure. He carries around this Niffin box that if anything goes wrong, he can do a spell to trap Charlie in forever. Because once a Niffin is in, they can't come back out. And of course, that's what goes wrong. Charlie goes off the deep end. He tries to kill his own sister and Quentin as well. And trying to protect himself, Quentin just traps him within the box. And in Quentin's defense, Alice wouldn't have been able to do the spell anyway. She almost became a Niffin herself. It was too powerful for her. She was going out of control. And although she says that she was so close and that she had the chance to bring her brother back, we all know it wasn't going to work out. But of course, Alice doesn't believe this. She thinks that everyone's against her. And she decides to leave Break Bills once and for all. I mean, there's nothing left there for her anymore her brother it's 
he's gone now. And we all know that the only reason Alice came to break bills to begin with was to get her brother back. And now that her brother is gone, there's no reason for her to be there. And so she decides to leave. And that is how we end episode three. I liked it. I really did like this episode. I like that we had a little calm before the storm where we got to learn the kids different physical abilities. I think it's cool that they can mix and match their their magic a little bit. Like, although Quentin is undetermined, who knows what type of powers he can get. Um, Elliot, of course, is a physical kid. Uh, he can do telekinesis. He's been able to do telekinesis since he was 14 years old. Uh, Alice can bend light, which is so cool. I mean, talk about powers you or magic you never thought you could never think of. You would think if you could have one power, what would you do? I'd like to fly. I'd like to be invisible. I'd like to control light. What? Yes, because everything's controlled by light. What you're seeing, the colors, like everything. She could. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. Um, I love that Penny is a psychic as well as a traveler. Who knows what he'll be able to do with those powers, whether it's to defeat the beast, because the beast isn't dead, he's just gone, or what he's going to be able to do just in general. I mean, him and Quentin seem to have a connection, it seems, uh, because he can hear Quentin the most or the clearest compared to everyone other than the beast. And so I like to see how that relationship will unfold as well. Still negative. They still hate each other. But you know, who knows? It might change. Uh, just throwing it up in the air here. Season four is coming. Uh, and also, oh, another thing I never got to mention, but I like Margot. I've said this a little bit earlier. I like Margot. I like her character. Um, she's a little posh. She's just a bad chick. And I like her a lot. I like her character. But everyone seems to give her bad rep. Especially Alice. I don't know what Alice's deal is. Honestly, I've had just a bad feeling in my mouth about Alice these last couple episodes. I know she's trying to do everything for her family. But consequences, hon. There are consequences for the things that you do. And pushing people away, Margot included, who are just trying to help you, is not... It's not going to get you anywhere. It's not going to get you anywhere. But again, it was another great episode. And I'm glad that I was able to review it with all of you who are listening. And like always, if you like this show, if you like me, share this online. Share this with your friends. Share this with your family. But please, please, please just keep talking.